Who were the Boston Red Sox most valuable players from the first half of the season? There are quite a few players on the roster that contributed to their first half success, but there is a certain group of players that definitely stand out as the biggest contributors. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily podcast on all things Boston Red Sox. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbut, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox on this fine all-star break. Hope everybody is having a fantastic week. Fun episode planned today. I'm going to be going over my first half most valuable players for the Red Sox who contributed the most to their first half success. I also have some superlatives. I'm going to be awarding two players on the team from the first half, as well as answering, answering the question for the final time. Are the Red Sox buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? So welcome into Locked On Red Sox. Excited to be here, bring you your daily podcast on all things Boston Red Sox, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the words most valuable player are so subjective and can be really hard to narrow down. And I'm going to be honest, it was really, really hard for me to narrow it down to the five most valuable players that I felt contributed the most to the Red Sox success in the first half. But there are certain players who stood out to me for a variety of reasons that I feel contributed the most to what the Red Sox really did in the first half um, on a positive note. So the first player that I'm putting on the Red Sox most valuable player list is Chris Martin. He's been the most reliable piece out of the bullpen all season. He's been super strong when he's come into games. He's thrown in 30 games, given up 25 hits and just five earned runs and one home run, recorded 23 strikeouts. He has a 3-1 and record and 157 earned run average. To me, he's super valuable because he has been that bridge guy out of the bullpen. You have the one-two punch of Chris Martin and Kenley Jansen. And most of the time when Chris Martin comes into the game, you can trust that he's going to get the job done. And also, he is a type of player that we could trust in close games. So if the Red Sox were down by a run or maybe up by a run and they needed to conserve where they were at and not give up any more runs. Chris Martin was always somebody who I could trust for the Red Sox to go to out of the pen. So he's definitely been a great offseason acquisition for the Red Sox because he, to me, has been the guy in the bullpen that I look at and say, you are the most reliable to me and you're the one I want to see in games in crunch time. So I'm going to go to starting pitching next. This one could be obvious to some, but Brian Bayo has just had a phenomenal season on the mound so far. I can't emphasize enough just what his contribution has been to this team. He is the ace of the team. He's really developed into somebody who could be a true ace of the future. 304 ERA, but that's saying from the whole season. 
his first couple starts were not the best, but he's con continued to develop every start and get better every start. He really has established himself as the true number one starter. I keep trying to make hashtag Bayo bump day a thing on Twitter. He just continues to get better. He has 70 strikeouts in, in his last 15 games. He's given up 27 earned runs, but only one home run in those games. So he gives up hits. But a lot of times he's able to work through jams without getting too nervous or feeling tense. So he's able to handle the pressure of having traffic on the bases and can get out of those with ease, which I really like. He gives up a lot of soft contact, and he has been called Pedro Martinez Jr. by some people. And obviously that can't be taken lightly because Pedro is, well, a legend. But Brian Bayo truly has established himself as a starter that the team can build around. And he's somebody that I get excited to watch every single start. And I really hope that continues because he's been a huge, huge piece in the Red Sox success, especially as of late. So I'm going to go to position players now because there's a few different position players who could be in the conversation for most valuable on the team. Masataka Yoshida is on my list for a variety of reasons. First of all, he should have been an all-star. I feel like he was snubbed from being an all-star. He's been so key to the lineup. He has 19 doubles, two triples, 10 home runs, and 44 RBIs with a 316 batting average and 382 on base percentage, not to mention. He gets on base. He always wants to improve and wants to be here. He finds ways to put the ball in play. He doesn't necessarily hit for um, power all the time. He hits for contact, which I really like about him. He'll take his walks and he just finds ways to make things happen. He can hit both left and right-handed pitching with ease. And also his defense has impressed because I know before the season started, people were a little worried about his defense, but he has two outfield assists and only three errors on the season. So that's really not bad at all. And the fact that he's effective and he brings versatility to the lineup is something that's huge for the Red Sox. And because you don't have to be a power hitter to succeed. I do actually expect he's going to continue to improve in terms of bringing more power actually in the second half. So I'm excited to see that side of him come out. But the fact that he's been hitting more for contact is what I've hoped for and the Red Sox have needed from him. So he's been a great, great addition to this team and he's been huge in the first half. Another hitter who absolutely deserves so much credit is Alex Verdugo. He's starting to now turn into the player that the Red Sox signed in that Mookie Betts trade when they when they brought him in. Um, there were high hopes for him. He was a top prospect in the Dodgers system, and he's now starting to develop into what the Red Sox were hoping from him. He's another one who doesn't hit for power, but he's been an absolute difference maker offensively and defensively. He's made some phenomenal outfield plays in right field robbed other teams of runs, extra base hits. He's made some really nice catches out there. He can hit the ball to all fields, and he's also been making really aggressive reads on the base paths too. So he makes things happen on the base paths, moves and advances runners. 290 batting average, but his on-base percentage is really what stands out to me about Verdugo. 360 on-base percentage. He really does find ways to get on base, and it doesn't always have to be via a hit. And he's introducing that concept to the Red Sox of, hey, you obviously want to approach every at-bat with 
let me try to get a hit. But if there's runner on base, how how can I best advance those base runners? And that's the mindset Verdugo has that I really like about him. Um, he has 95 hits and 38 RBIs. So he's really putting together a nice, consistent, overarching season. So he, to me, has been a huge part of it. And number five on my list is Jaron Duran. I mean, obviously, as of right now, he's on an absolute tear. He has 32 runs on the season and 74 hits, 27 of those being doubles. He has the ability to to turn singles into doubles. And that's been huge for me because of his speed. He's so fast. He can steal bases really effectively. And what would normally be a, a single for a lot of hitters, he can turn into doubles. And that is really, really impressive about him. He has a 320 average. In his last seven games, he's hitting 609, which is absolutely nuts, and 392 in his last 15 games. His development has been absolutely key for the Red Sox, representing the future of the team. He also has good defense in center field. And so he is the one who really just ignites that spark in the offense that we need when we need somebody to come in and provide energy and make things happen. Duran is your guy. He's a true athlete, and he really is starting to become just – the talk of every game offensively and he's a huge reason for the late first half push so those are my five most valuable players in the first half for the red sox but i do have a few honorable mentions in justin turner james paxton and rafael devers who deserve some talk as well um but again most valuable player is so subjective so who would you put in your top five leave a comment tweet at me with who your top five most valuable players have been for the Red Sox this season. Coming up, I'm going to be talking about superlatives. I'm going to be awarding some cool superlatives to Red Sox players who have really, really, um, you know, contributed this season and just put a creative twist on it. So that's coming up. Bird Dogs has really cool merch. I highly recommend it. Bird Dogs makes you look really good and gives comfortable clothing that just you can wear in any situation without it feeling like it's too much or too little. Bird Dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They really, really do. Trust me, those stretch pants and stretch shorts are phenomenal, especially in the summer when you want to go to the beach. Perfect, perfect beach wear. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. Go to birddogs.com slash MLB or enter promo code LockedOnMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB or promo code LockedOnMLB for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Trust me, I'm not just saying this. I am a huge fan of comfortable clothes. I'd rather be comfy than look fancy. So bird dogs is well worth your while and well worth the investment. And you can also use the promo code locked on MLB. So check out their website. They definitely have some good stuff, especially for this time of year. So it is that time to award first half superlatives to Red Sox players who have, you know, contributed in a variety of different ways and have um, made an imprint on the team in the first half in a variety of different ways. And now that we are approaching the second half of the season, it's crucial to start giving those out. 
So I have different categories on here. If you have creative categories that you would like to see me present at the end of the season when we revisit the superlatives conversation, definitely leave a comment with some other fun superlatives that I could get together and we could base it on the whole season. But the biggest surprise of the season to me, I'm giving to Jaron Duran. Obviously, I was patient with him and waiting for him to develop after last season, but who would have thought he was going to turn into what he has this season? He's been an offensive machine, as I talked about in the previous segment, and he's just been such a fun player to watch this year. I had confidence that he would develop into a player that could really be key for this team, but I did not think it was going to be to the extent that it has been this year. I mean, he's been such a surprise in the best way possible, and I am so excited to hopefully see him continue that and develop into just a, a player that the Red Sox really, really can see as an offensive threat down the line because this stretch that he's on is so fun to watch. Best development, I mentioned his name earlier, but Brian Bayo. This is a true... Red Sox pitcher who has developed through their system. They signed, saw something in him, and they developed him through their system. And he is now up contributing at the major league level in every way that he possibly can. He's limiting the runs, limiting damage, keeping the Red Sox in every game that he starts. And if the Red Sox provide any semblance of offense, they're most likely winning the games that he starts. So I've enjoyed seeing his development because that shows that the system works. If you're patient with a player, he can come up and he can contribute. And I think this is especially important with how much emphasis the Red Sox have been putting into the farm system lately and with the draft and drafting all these different position players and pitchers and not knowing who's going to pan out and who's not. Brian Bayo is a true representation that the system works. So he gets the biggest development award for me. Most clutch. This player here, the Red Sox brought in in the offseason. I didn't have a lot of high expectations for him because with his age and just um, where he's at in his career, I wasn't sure how he was going to contribute. But I'm giving Justin Turner the most clutch award. And the biggest reason for this is because when there's runners on base and the Red Sox are trying to score, Justin Turner is the one I feel most confident having at the plate. He's been very, very good this season with runners in scoring position. And when there's traffic, he um, has really good plate dis discipline. He'll make pitchers work and he'll find ways to get on base. He'll take his walks. He'll um, hit singles. He'll sometimes hit home runs. He he doesn't you know shy away from pitches that he likes, but he also is willing to be patient. I mean, he's taken 34 walks this year. It's a good amount. So he'll, he'll make things happen. And he is that guy that I know, you know, Hey, if we need somebody to come into the game and hit and be clutch and um, produce in this moment, he is the guy I want out there. He doesn't always hit for power nor does he need to, but he can make things happen when he's at the plate because he's a veteran. He's so good with his, pitch selection that even if he strikes out, it's a competitive at-bat. And that's what you want for somebody who's Mr. Clutch. So Mr. Clutch goes to Justin Turner. He also makes veteran plays defensively, even against the A's. The bases were loaded for Oakland. There was a ground ball hit to Turner. He threw at home and got the out at home as opposed to trying to get fancy and make the out at first and maybe turn a double play. He made the veteran move by throwing home. So Mr. Clutch for me goes to Justin Turner.
Team MVP right now goes to Alex Verdugo. I debated a couple players on this, but he truly earned it. His defense has been super good this year. He stands out defensively the most to me out of any um, defensive outfielder the Red Sox have brought through this season. Offensively, he makes things happen. He can, um, you know, hit singles and doubles relatively frequently. He's been scoring a lot of runs for the Red Sox. He has a great read on the base paths and he has been rallying the team. He he seems to be the guy who can, um, you know, pump up the crowd during games too and keep people engaged and keep people involved. And even his post-game comments just about how much he loves being here and wants to constantly improve. To me, he seems like he's the team MVP right now because of how much he's really done effectively. He's not the best hitter on the team, but he doesn't need to be because he contributes to the point where it is enough and it is getting the job done. And he is doing so much for the team right now. So he's my team MVP. Best reliever goes to Chris Martin. Like I said earlier, he has just been such a really, really key asset to this team in the bullpen, because obviously the Red Sox bullpen was not exactly a strong suit last year, to put it nicely. And they brought in Chris Martin, and he really, really has been that solid bridge guy to James or to um, Kenley Jansen. Um, so when you bring Chris Martin into games out of the pen, you know what you're getting for the most part. And if it's a close game, you know that he'll likely get the job done. So I haven't seen a better reliever on this team this season. He's somebody who consistently has been reliable, so he deserves the best reliever award. Best offseason acquisition to me is definitely Masataka Yoshida. I mean, what this guy has done for the Red Sox, I can't emphasize enough how much he should have been an all-star. But he's putting up a great campaign in his rookie season with the Red Sox. Wasn't sure how he was going to pan out, if his skills were going to be able to translate to the majors. But he's been so good. He brings the energy. He constantly wants to improve, is what Alex Cora said. And, um, you know, offensively, he's learned – Fenway really well. He can hit to the deepest parts of Fenway. He can hit infield singles. He can hit doubles. Um, so he knows how to read what's going on on the field and he can find the gap where he needs to find the gap to um, hit the ball. He had a clutch go ahead home run on Sunday versus the A's. So he's definitely to me been the biggest offseason acquisition, the best one. Um, and the fact that they have him locked up for a few more years is awesome. Um, to me, he's been Definitely exceeding expectations and deserves the best offseason acquisition award. Most disappointing has definitely been Kike Hernandez. I had higher hopes for him going into the season. I mean, he was a huge part of the Red Sox um, season in 2021, especially that ALCS run that they made. Um, and, you know, I liked him before he came to the Red Sox. I was excited for the Red Sox to sign him. And obviously he's a utility player, so he can play a lot of different positions in the field. So I was really excited to have him come here, but this season has been a struggle for him. Defensively, things haven't been going right, and offensively, he hasn't really been able to hit. And I am giving him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt from the defensive standpoint because obviously the shortstop situation has just been unprecedented and there's been a lot of people moving around. But he's definitely been disappointing to me because I had a lot higher hopes for him this season than what he's shown. Most likely to sustain success in the second half, I'm going with Alex Verdugo. I think, you know, I predicted a breakout season for him at the beginning of this season. He's shown that he can be consistent 
And, you know, when he goes into a cold streak, it's not really that long. So if I'm looking at all the players on the Red Sox roster and thinking that it's more than just um, a streak, a hot streak, I'm putting Alex Verdugo as the player most likely to sustain what he's doing now in the second half. Team leader, this one was tough because I can't really pinpoint one person who is the team leader right now, but simply due to veteran experience, I'm awarding that to Justin Turner. I think having him here with his experience is great for the Red Sox, and he's somebody who um, you can really rely on to help show the younger guys what should and shouldn't be done. Um, So he, to me, is the team leader as of now. I really like what I've seen from Justin Turner, and I think he's going to be really good if they do make the postseason um, with, you know, rallying the guys and, and helping the younger guys to, um, you know, deliver under pressure situations. Most likely to break out in the second half, I have Raphael Devers. I think, you know, he's not having a bad season, but he's not having a Raphael Devers type of season either. And I think that's very, very much due and is still in him. So I'm expecting a big second half from Devers. I think he's going to be the player on the roster right now who didn't have maybe the strongest first half but is going to have a huge second half to help make that potential playoff push. So I'm putting Devers for most likely to break out in the second half. Only a couple more, I promise. Best player coming off of an injury this year has very, very clearly been James Paxton. I mean, what he's done in the starting rotation since coming off the injured list has been phenomenal. He's been a huge piece to the Red Sox. Obviously, his name has been brought up in trade conversation, but if if they decide to buy at the deadline, you know, I think he should stay. Um, he's been a key piece. He's been a little surprising to me because I wasn't sure with how long he's been away from the game and away from live hitting if he was going to be able to really be effective. But effective is an understatement. He's been so good out of the rotation, super reliable. Um, so he's definitely the best player who's come off of an injury. Who I'd like to see more from in the second half um, that I feel has a lot of development left is Tristan Casas. I trust Tristan Casas. I believe in him. I think he's going to pan out. Um, I think he just needs more time and more patience. Um, So he's somebody who I'd like to see more from. I want to see more playing time um, for him. I want to see him continue to develop his plate discipline and plate approach. And I think we've seen some improvement already this season, but I want to see more from him come the second half because I think he could do big things for this team as we look ahead to the future. Coming up next, I'm going to be answering the question one last time. Are the Red Sox buyers or sellers? That trade deadline is right around the corner. And I think, um, you know, the answer has become clearer and clearer over the next couple of weeks. So coming up, I'm going to be talking about, um, you know, that question, addressing it ultimately. What do I think the Red Sox are going to do? So BetterHelp has the intention of helping you with your well-being, your life, helping you to improve things going on in your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, the goal for them is really to um, find the best situation for you in terms of, um, you know, therapy. And if you're uncertain about a certain path to take or you feel like nothing's going well in your life, BetterHelp is there to help you. They have you covered. Um if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MLB.
highly recommend checking out betterhelp.com, seeing if it, there might be an opportunity for you there. Um, if you feel like you want just advice from somebody or just some guidance, BetterHelp is there to help you. So are the Red Sox buyers or sellers? I think this question has been, you know, the biggest question of the season with how often on the Red Sox have been. My finalized answer to that question is with how the Red Sox have looked the last couple of weeks, the Red Sox are buyers. I mean, I still think there could be a slight chance there's a mix of both. And I mean, you know, I think Adam Duvall really, really could heavily be moved, even if they are buyers, because I just don't think there's really a need for him on the team right now. Um, so that obviously is, you know, selling a player who is, um, you know, one of the main contributors to the Red Sox right now. But other than that, if you asked me this question two weeks ago, I would have said they should be sellers because they've been so inconsistent. Obviously, how they come out in the second half is going to be huge to this. Got to take that series from the Cubs and absolutely, again, got to take a series from the A's. Um, so if they do those things, they are showing now that they're really starting to figure things out and come together. They've sold me now on being buyers. I think, you know, there are less pieces away that it seemed like they were when the season started. And I also think the biggest reason for me saying they're buyers now is because of how many players they're going to have coming back from injuries. I mean, when story comes back, I think that's going to be a huge difference maker for the Red Sox. Obviously you look at Tanner Houck, who will eventually be back. Um, Chris Sale is in a rehab assignment. Um, so there's a lot to be excited about for the Red Sox. Um, Schreiber is on his way back. Rodriguez was recently, um, you know, reinstated. So the fact that players are coming back from injury is the biggest reason why I feel like the Red Sox should trust what they have and really make that push because they are only two games out of a wild card spot. Those two teams ahead of them right now are the Yankees and Blue Jays. Both are in the division. They have a really opportune chance to jump ahead of those teams, especially because they do have a favorable second half schedule to begin. Um, so they should be, hopefully take advantage of some of those games. Obviously, they haven't played well against teams that they should be beating this year. So this is going to be huge for them to really, really continue that momentum that they went into the All-Star break with going into the second half. A lot of different players are contributing. I think Duran really waking up and figuring out his swing has been the key for the Red Sox in really, really making that switch from, okay, we're borderline to we could genuinely do this and we could be a wild card team. Um, the defense has gotten a lot better too. I mean, obviously at the beginning of the season, the defense was an absolute mess and the shortstop thing was obviously a big part of that. But defensively as a team overall, they've gotten better. They've started to play more competent baseball because for a while it was, you know, them making mistakes that they shouldn't have been making, looking like almost an incompetent baseball team and feeling like, you know, they don't have the potential to do it. They have the roster and the talent to be a playoff team. And I feel like we've all seen that. They just weren't playing up to that. And the question was, can they figure that out? I think they should add a piece or two primarily pitching. That that to me is the biggest thing they need. The offense is still really good. The offense for the most part is going to produce. Um, I'm looking at, you know, add a pitcher or two, definitely at a minimum a starter, because obviously, you know, with um, just how the starting rotation has been with the injuries and just um, even if the players do come back, definitely having another starter that's been reliable this season that can come in and be a reinforcement for the rotation could be huge for this team. And that is going to be so important. Um, I mentioned, you know, obviously Adam Duvall, I think he could be moved. 
but I think that's fine. I think, you know, why not get some assets for him if you can? But other than that, I think they should think about this as we are so close to a wild card spot and we deserve to be there and we should, um, you know, try to do what we can to get into one of those spots. But like I said, everything seems to be starting to click. And what I've been waiting for from this team all season for a while is that word click because there were parts of the season where the offense was hitting, but the pitching couldn't produce. And then the pitching started to produce, but the offense wasn't hitting. And so it was almost like not everything could come together at once. But now that we're starting to get that feeling of, okay, they seemingly are starting to figure it out. And now we have players coming back from injury that weren't playing much in the first half. Now I can really see the vision of, um, you know, this team could be a wild card team at the end of this regular season. And I am now on the train that, you know, they should go for that because the inconsistency obviously could still be a concern. We'll know very, very soon um, when they start the second half of the season, but they really are starting to play better baseball all around with everybody seeming to be in sync and everybody starting to figure it out. Um, so if everybody's figuring it out and they have people coming back from injuries who are going to be key to the team, my answer is buyers. I think Heim Bloom, obviously, you know, in his head has a plan of what should and shouldn't be done. But the way they start the second half, I think, is going to be the icing on the cake for this. If they can come out of the gates really, really strong in the second half after the break and they're still playing good baseball, I don't think there's any reason that they should give up on um, making a playoff push this year because they do have the talent to compete and that starting rotation, you know, if they can bring in another pitcher or two, even Kenley Jansen said this team should be buyers. He believes, and keep in mind, he's been in the league for a while and he's seen a mix of good and bad teams. So he is saying, you know, we should be buyers. We're a piece or two away from being a really good baseball team. I think the Red Sox should trust that he's there. He's with the guys every day. He has a lot of experience. He's part of it. He's in the action and if Kenley Jansen is saying to buy um, with him, I think the Red Sox at this point have done a lot of convincing, especially over the last couple of weeks, that they deserve to um, get pieces around them to make a playoff push. So I'm on the buy train now. What about you? What do you think? I mean, it's it's definitely an open-ended question. There are still some questions that need to be answered. I think they'll start to be answered as the second half starts. But Heim Bloom, buy. Let this team make a playoff push and – you know, see what they can do, because I do believe that they, you know, are starting to perform up to the expectations we had for them, um, you know, early on. And the talent that we have here is really starting to perform. So I'm on the buy train. Let me know what you think in the comments, um, but I'm excited to see what you have to say. Thanks again for tuning in to Locked on Red Sox. Hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week. I'm excited for the second half to start. I miss Red Sox baseball. I'm so used to watching it every night, so it's always weird when there's not a game on. But um, take care. Enjoy um, you know, the rest of the All-Star break and the beginning of the second half. I will catch you on the flip side.